Hi, cancel me, baby listeners. As you know, through my time in Hollywood as a red carpet reporter, journalist, provocateur, baby, you can call me whatever you want. I don't care. But as you know, I have been under the velvet rope. I've been, you know, making out with it, even penetrated by it. Hell, I have been all types of way with that red carpet velvet rope. But today we are going behind the velvet robe. That's right. Please welcome our guest today. This is the David Yontef of the very successful podcast behind the velvet rope. And David is, uh, he is all things pop culture connoisseur. Okay. He's been on reality TV on Bravo. He's worked for Martha Stewart. And even lately, these are just some recent guests on his show. Okay. He's had Fran Drescher, Jerry Springer, Shark Tank's Mr. Wonderful, who I am quoting on IG, his savagery, okay, on the daily. Here is David. And what I love about David is that he is not afraid. He is sassy with it every now and then, but he's also not afraid to ask these people the hard questions. And I respect it. So David, welcome. And thank you for joining us today. What an introduction was that? Oh. I'll take it. And thank you for appreciating Mr. Wonderful. You know, oh my one gosh. of my favorites, one of my favorites. I have my favorites. He's, he's, he's a great interview. A hundred percent. I mean, I've met Barbara, like kooky, right? Robert, I've met him. He's great. But Mr. Wonderful, just the savagery. I quoted him on my IG the other day because he basically was like, success cannot come if you're trying to like do all this other shit and have a good time and be having a family, like all this stuff, like, you know, skipping around town, going to a carnival. No, you got to be laser focused. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I have no life. That's why I love, I love when someone like checks a thousand different boxes that I can talk to them. And like, that's the thing, like when he was coming on, I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk about Shark Tank and TV and like J-Lo and A-Rod and Bethany as guest judges, but there's going to be a whole part of this chat, which is just business. Like I let's give this people some business advice. And yeah, I mean, he was like, you have to work 24 hours if you're an entrepreneur, period, the end, there's yeah. no life. And I'm no. like, well, I would agree with that. Yeah. A hundred. And David, like you grind. I, gr- I said on my Instagram quoting him, when people ask me what I do for fun, I'm, I'm kind of insulted low key. I'm like, excuse me, sweetheart, fun. What? I haven't had fun since like my prom. Okay. In tw- 2008, like knock it off. Don't even ask me. I say all the time, I'm like, if I didn't have this job as executive producer and host of the Behind the Velvet Rock podcast, you would not even know that I exist. I would not be anywhere (laughs) near Instagram. I would not be anywhere near Twitter. There's nothing really to enjoy about either of them, I I, I feel, or any of the social media platforms. I'm like, I'm here for work and it's exhausting. Oh, I know. Trash. They're all trash, but we're going to use them shamelessly for hard work. And that's what it's going to be. We're going to shamelessly use them. Yes. So David, I thought that it would be fun to start off because you and I, like I said, we've been around the block and back with these peeps with every A-lister. I know your niche too is like real housewives. So I thought it would be fun to do a little rapid fire because guys, this is part one. David and I are doing part one. Part two is going to be on his show. So stay tuned for that. Okay. I thought it'd be fun because people ask me this all the time. And I'm sure they ask you this too. Who's the best and worst celeb? And I'm like, I hate that question again, insulting, but I hate it because it's like, we've had so many, it's like someone asking what's your favorite meal. It's like, how could they all blend together? How could I possibly decide? So I thought it would be fun if we did 
we just named best and worst in general and then best and worst in the housewives world and then not explain the story maybe on your show keep the peeps wanting more and explain what happened we can do that okay is it hard on the top of your head no (laughs) no so do you want me to tell you like my best interview or just celebrity experience because they're different i know i know experience I I think probably experience, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of really nice celebrities I've met, but it goes to my interview. I mean, I'm Janice Dickinson. I fucking love Janice Dickinson because listen, look at the name of your podcast. Like you can't cancel me. Janice Dickinson doesn't give a fuck. She says, so like, she says whatever she wants. And it's just like, I'm like, I love you. You know what I mean? She's like, no, this one sucks. That one said, but you know, she says good things too. It's just like, I love someone like that. That just isn't like I'm Hollywood and I'm going to follow the rules. So Janice Dickinson, like I've met a lot of great celebrities where I'm like, this person is so nice. I may not be like a huge fan of certain people. Right. Like, like Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin is like oh, yeah. one of the nicest people. She is. Like, I don't like bow down to the house of Gina Rodriguez. I love the show Jane the Virgin, but someone like that is just like everyone you talk to, you're like, no, she will literally sit, oh, stand there and, and do anything. A hundred percent in sidebar. Isn't it funny how many people are like canceled that you've had such phenomenal experiences with, i.e. Gina Rodriguez, Leah Michelle. It goes on and on. I'm like going through my photo albums and I'm like this person, that person, that person and plot twist. Like they are actually the best IRL. So you guys don't even know you Twitter people are literally on another level. You don't even totally. know. Totally. I mean, who's your best ever? Okay. Experience. Not necessarily interview, but experience. I'm going to say Morgan Freeman had a really interesting, fun thing with him. Worst is a Hemsworth brother. Mm. It might not be what you guys think. So you have to stay tuned for that one. Just what? Like total attitude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my worst, and I guess worse could be construed because it wasn't like it's not an actual interaction but that's the thing like madonna like you're not getting anywhere anything but i mean it that's wasn't to be like expected it, it, though that's yeah expected. like and you're not i mean now she's so insulated like you can't get anywhere near her but like madonna it's you know but yeah it's 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 okay I, I'm, I'm okay with that you know what's interesting though is i find that the ogs are Sometimes like it's like the up and coming TikTok influencer wannabes who are the biggest dickheads. And like the OGs are the ones who like Will Smith, Matthew McConaughey, like they will stop and talk to literally person, inanimate object, the straw. It doesn't matter. Like they know. And I'm like, that's probably what keeps their success going. It is. But I think they're just like at the top of their game. And that's Mm -hmm. why, because I've also had interactions with a lot of like OGs like in music or like or no, and actors where they're not a Will Smith or a Matthew McConaughey they, they like used to be they used to be there but now look at you know like 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 a Tiffany or like think of like like a B-list actor who's not you know huge now they have like a lot of it's almost like they didn't get out of like the 90s And they're still, it's kind of like you were huge back then. And now you are kind of iconic and a legend, but like, you're not, people aren't chasing you down the street. So like, you should be nicer because that heyday of your success is over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not being shady. I'm just like, yeah, some of them are really like out of touch with their place in the world. 
Honestly. I, I wish I was back in the nineties because like, we're going to talk about today, like the overly psycho cancel culture, like the nineties were just fun. And, but see guys, this is why I love David because he just tells it how it is. That's why he rocks. And he's just like, you know what, this is what, this is what the situation is. David, what like a, a real deal. What about now quickly in the housewives world, best and worst? The best is probably, I mean, I've had some really good, like I loved, I love Luann. Luann loves me. I've had, <laughs> I have a thing with like Ebony. I mean, everyone hates Ebony. Like I love Ebony as like a person. She's been great on my show. So like her Luann, Countess Luann, it's, she's a great time. Okay. If, and guys, sorry, there are a lot of straight guys who listen to my show and they're like, bitch, you lost man housewives. We're, we're going to get to you too. calm the fuck down. Your blue balls will be bursting in a little bit. I promise. So, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, for me, I've only really interacted with Beverly Hills because I was based in LA for so long. And I will say best is Kyle and Garcelle, both same thing as their on screen. Like what you see is what you get. I'm going to say worst is Rena. That me. doesn't, that doesn't shock. I've met, that doesn't shock me. Yeah. It's that divalicious thing. Rena you know? feels herself, right? Yeah. But like a little too much, a little, like a little bit girl. Yeah. I haven't had the best interactions with Rena. I think I've had better than most, but not great. What not, was your worst? Not David? Great. My worst is by far, and this person, we openly hate each other. So Jill Zarin. Good well, luck What is to she her. on now? What city? I'm like the worst, by the she's way. On, she's on nothing. She was on New York. She's <laughs> the one like in the original, like her and Bethany. You know Jill Zarin without realizing you know her. She hates me. Like if you mention my name to her, she hates me and I, I hate her. You're like, Here she I was am. the bellhop in one episode one time in 2001. <laughs> She's just, it's like, get a grip on your place in the world, Dave. No. Like, drop the attitude. Let's talk really quickly about, because my listeners really like the whole behind the scenes of like the controlling, curated overall Hollywood and the PR machine. Now, David, on this show, I will, I'll go there. Like, I'll call out entities as big and as scary and as psychotic as the Walt Disney Company. Like, literally- it goes down. Talk I to love us. love it. Because you know they're scary. All they the own ABC. They own, yeah. they own like everything you've ever laid eyes on. Talk about the PR machine in your years throughout. Are, what scares you about calling stuff out? Do you have any horror stories and has it gotten worse? Especially now with how uptight everybody is. Well, okay. Two things. One, just because I interview a lot of like reality people and a lot of people from Bravo, there mm -hmm. are a lot of times, and there's nothing I like more than like, I break the fourth wall. Like when you come on my show and you're like on a reality show, we are not talk. I mean, we'll talk about what happened on the show, but we're not talking about what happened on the show as if that's reality because it's not. I'm not saying it's scripted, but like, I'm talking about like the real world of like, what happened when this was happening? Where were producers? Like I had someone from Potomac on, there was a physical fight last season. I was like, when your head was like on the table being smashed against the table, where was Bravo? Like, was it like a 30 second count or was it like a 20 minute count? Like, hmm, 
I, I want to know when, before security interjected, how long was that? So I, that's, I mean, so I break the fourth wall and call out producers all the time, which in reality TV is the only thing. They don't care if you cause the most drama and this one hates that one. And like, you, they just don't want you to like break that fourth wall, which everyone knows it exists. So sure. I am shocked when I do these things that I'm not like, called out more because then I'll go and yeah. have to deal with Bravo and be like, yeah, well, I want that current person on my show. That that's stuff a- is never, be- that's right. I mean, listen, I don't try I don't, to do it, but if I have to, I have to, that's really never come back and directly bit me in the ass. You're lucky, but you walk that line really well. Like I said in the beginning, because it can be really intimidating. I mean, it's you talking to a person, you know, you have an entity like Bravo on your head, you have their publicist, you have this, and it could be like with reality tv like you're saying there's a little more leeway there but it can be intimidating because you could have these people coming back going you can't be saying this you can't be airing this out you can't be you know blowing the lid off this joint and blowing our cover so well to your point so twice i've had two just two situations in these two years that i've been interviewing these people look at a lot of people come with their team a lot of people don't realize like if you really listen to my show there are different interviews i do when when you it's a past person and they're not on something now it's different but there's a lot of people if you listen closely you're like huh who was on the phone with that one like who was on the zoom yeah of course they're silent and you don't see them but There are people, especially if you're currently on, where I do like a nice, soft, watered down interview because I'm like, I'm still happy to have you. This will get clicks. But twice, only twice did I have two people. One was a Bravo show, which is over, but I mean, it's not over, but another time with Netflix. So I had someone on my show and I'm like- Netflix could be scary too, yeah. So here's the thing, just two times with two people where the person was talking and they were both new to their shows. And I said to myself, you really, really should have someone on this. I didn't say it to them, but I was like, oh my God. And I felt sorry for the guests. I actually felt sorry. Like, you don't know what you are doing now. This is so fucking so huge. You mean because they were just saying stuff and you were like the fact that there's no publicist right now? It was like a two, one and a half hour chat. And as, and listen, once you go down that road, I'm not backing away now. Now I'm like, now you opened a whole can that I didn't even think. So twice. And the one time with Bravo, it blew over. Although the girl was like, I don't think I should talk to you anymore for a while. And I'm like, I got it. She's like, See, I got in trouble. Right. But, and then I felt bad because she, I, I literally felt bad for these people. The second time with a guy on Netflix, it became a whole thing. I mean, then the publicist was involved because you're the one you're the one who will get slapped on the wrist, not the talent. Like they'll come to you and be like, excuse me, sir, the audacity to go this far or whatever it is like, listen, I mean, if you listen to my question, it could have gone one of many ways. I didn't bring it down this like we're we're not all friends. We sat around a table and cast the show, even though it's a reality show on Netflix. So that's when I was like well, what do you mean you're not really friends? Of course I have fought, but I'm not the one that opened the door. And then it was a whole thing. I mean, because then the publicist, here's the thing, the publicist didn't even care. Netflix was screaming at the publicist. So I was like, okay, what do you want? edit? And by the way, if you want me to edit a show, like approach with caution, like don't start screaming at me because I'll tell you to go fuck yourself and the answer is no and I'll hang (laughs) up. But then I was like, because you know what my thing is like, I feel once you get that call, it's kind of like, you're not going to remember that I'm the one that cooperated with you. And 
I did. No, you just got to remember. And that's kind of what happened. Like I basically cooperated, but like now I don't know. It's not like I'm bands. I've gotten people since, but I, but yeah. now it's like, you're never going to remember that I jumped and I did whatever you wanted. You're just going to remember there was this big drama, which really, I didn't say this shit. Yeah. No, the only thing that Hollywood executives will hold on to harder than their most recent Botox appointment is a grudge. And I have so many horror PR experiences because I was that girl in Hollywood, you know, with my site, it was called Talk To Me. And it was not, you know, what is it like to be in this project? What is it like? No, I was getting in on some real you know, sexy, fun conversations, but I have so many stories where the publicist would, you know, go to my editors behind my back or in person, you know, rip me five new assholes. So I have like unresolved PTSD. And now, I mean, outside of reality TV, because everybody's so controlled and they're so scared to slip up or do or say the wrong thing. Do you get the feeling that it's even more intense? Cause people don't want to slip up and get canceled, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and like, like I, I deal with like the friend dress, you know, like I have exactly. plenty of non-reality TV. Right. And so yes, I find that having done this now for two years and have gotten a lot of press, I now know either a, a question to ask that will, no matter what you answer, it's going to be a headline. I, I've become good at that. Like I now know what to ask you. I don't care. Like if it's the most positive answer, it's going to be a headline. But yes, I do. Although I just think that people, like, here's the thing. The few times I've had people call me and say, can you edit that out? It's never, I hate that. It's never the right thing. I'm like, sure, 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 sweetie. Cause guess what? this over it's so weird i'm like you have been in the business for 30 20 years how do i know this i know what the headline will be and i'm like what you want edited out nobody freaking cares about it's over here so i'll edit that out and then it's out of my hands but i do feel people are more cautious now a little It makes me not miss being on the red carpet because even when i first started my site i have so many videos, even my Morgan Freeman experience, which I'll talk about another time, but of them just like letting loose and, and like, you're hanging out with them at the bar or something like literally grabbing each other's tits. And now it is, it makes me not miss it because it's so uptight. I've done a few zoom, uh, interviews. I mean, you're the expert at that. Now you've done a million. And even that I can like feel the sense of like, it's so stiff and playing devil's advocate though. Do you see why? Cause they don't want to get, you know, Yeah, I mean, listen, I, yeah, I mean, I'm in a position where like, I feel it's not really my job to have an opinion. So in a way, okay. when I ask questions, it's like, I am not saying this. So I feel like if I had a show where it was like a gossip show where I was giving my opinion, who knows, maybe I would be canceled probably. But when this whole stuff happened at the beginning, I myself was ultra conservative about mm-hmm. what I'm about to say. I was really scared of like, if I say one wrong word, I'm going to be canceled. Oh, it's psychotic. And the reason it's it bothers crazy. me, and I talk about this on my show all the time, is what drew me to Hollywood and to celebrity is how 
off the rails and fun and sexy it was. And I feel like this whole climate just makes it opposite of that. It just, it's just like stiff and not in a fun penis way. Like it is just so, it's just a fun sucker. And that's what bugs me about it. You know, when I, and sometimes, and I wanted to ask you this too, David, like, do we want it both ways? Cause a lot of people right now talk about how the pandemic really showed how out of touch celebrities are. So they get annoyed when celebrities chime in, whether it be about like social issues and politics, but then in the same breath, we get annoyed every time we see like a PC written statement by their publicist or an apology or some, you know, or them, you know, getting canceled. So where, how do you see it? I mean, do we want it both ways where it's like, no, shut up. But then it's like, wait, why are they getting canceled? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I just find cancel culture to be so ridiculous and for so many reasons, really. I, I, I do. I mean, cause like you have to look at the intent. Well, first of all, I don't understand. I get it. Like if you kill someone, you need to go to jail to <laughs> learn a I- lesson. Like I understand <laughs> that you're supposed to be rehabilitated and think and realizing it, but that's not really what we're doing. We're canceling yeah. people. So like Chris Harrison is now canceled with $25 million and doesn't really, so what, what? Like Chris Harrison got $25 million. I'm sure he was about to bring the bat. I'm sure the NDA is 75,000 pages long. And he's like, I will bring this entire thing down because I will be talking 24 hours a day to every media outlet. And you know, there's bodies buried in The Bachelor. And so $25 million will shut me up. So cancel me. And the joke's on you because- the ratings are going down and I mean, I'm ready to move on. Does Chris oh, Harrison 100. care? So it's like, we're canceling people, but like, we're not focusing on like teaching them to learn something. And like, you have to look at the intent behind it. So like a lot of people say things and you're like, that person is not racist. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, and there are people who are, it's like, we're not, we're not, it's not black and white. So we've made it so extreme. And it also ABC with that whole situation, like straight up pulled to Harvey Weinstein and is like trying to pay Chris Harrison off to your point to shut up because God only knows what he knows. And in the end, you're right. What is that? accomplish this gives you an example i had someone on my show who was like blah 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 and like <laughs> well, I, well i was the black sheep do, 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 do. and then i get a call and they're like i need to talk to you and i'm like what Trimble they were sheep. like yeah and i'm like uh are you fucking kidding me like, no they're like well black sheep is a term that has a negative connotation on the black sheep of the family oh, and oh god i'm like i get what you're saying. Like, you know, we don't call the master bedroom, the master bedroom anymore. You do realize this in real estate. It's called the primary bedroom. Just FYI. You're, you're no longer allowed to be a real estate agent and say, here's, let me show you the master. It's called the primary bedroom. So I'm just like, I understand I, what you're insane. saying, but there's not one person listening to this chat that is going to now go viral, like get over yourself. And this is not going to go viral that you're racist because you said black sheep. I swear this is a real situation. Oh, so it's like, you have to look at like the intent behind things. And it's like, this person doesn't deserve to be canceled because they're not, it's you're misconstruing this. A hundred percent. Like there's just zero chill. The whole master bet. No, no one can say that's the point. It's like, it doesn't even matter profession, entertainment or not. No one can say anything period. And I'm glad that you brought this up because what I was going to ask you about also 
is your interview that's getting a lot of press with Sutton Shrek. So you guys, I talk again, if the straight dudes listening to this are like, what? Maybe they're girlfriends or mistresses or wives. No. Listen. Yes. Like your sister wives, whatever. Like they're up on it. Okay. So get the, get the information. And also I talked about this, you guys, in my episode on appropriation. So like pull a Marty McFly, go back and re-listen and, you know, brush up on that. But basically what happened was there's this white woman on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills having a conversation about race and stereotypes with a new cast member who's Asian. And if you guys remember, I talk about how Crystal, the Asian woman kind of jumps down her throat and is like, are you the person who doesn't see color? Are you the person who doesn't see color? Because Sutton was like, oh no, I see that. Like, I don't really want to go down this path right now. And on my show, I said, listen, I can't, I'm not Asian. I don't know the stereotypes and the, you know, unfairness and the microaggressions Crystal as an Asian woman has dealt with, but I don't like how she jumped down this girl's throat. This is the problem. No one can have a conversation period and how it just makes everybody more uptight and tense. So Sutton on your show, David said she regrets the whole encounter, right? Kind of not letting Crystal finish. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw that, I was like, here we go again. Someone, you know, backing down on their word and kind of backtracking and, you know, apologizing, so to speak. So how did you feel about it in the moment? And now in hindsight, you know, what she said, backtracking. Well, Sutton, I have to say is like very authentic. So like, yes, I'm like, okay, I liked that. She's like, I have like, she's really done work and like talk to people. I personally, right. I feel the same way you do. I am not an Asian American. I am not an Asian woman. So I wasn't offended. Like I understood where Sutton was coming from, but then I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is supposed to be a teachable moment. And I guess this is my white privilege. And like, I understand why Crystal is upset. So I'm just like, I, I like to put myself in this situation and be like, I, I, under, I see your side and I see your side right now. Let's, I mean, okay. So I see both sides. Like, why can't you and just work it out? Yeah. Sutton did take it like harshly and then had all these conversations with friends of hers so I think for her, she's like, I get it now. Like, I get why she was upset, which I mean, I got why she was upset right away. Yeah. So I feel like for Sutton, it was a moment of like, yeah, you know what I mean? I guess but do my I point think is- this world in general is ridiculous that you can't say anything. I yeah. think that there will be a revolt eventually. There yeah, has, it has to be. To. The and pendulum, I already yeah. think it is, it's just- we can't cancel the whole world. No, no. I say this I all mean, the time, but I'm like, if you go back, you are going to find some sort of skeleton in some everybody's closet eventually. And I guess my point is I wish that Sutton, right. I see both sides like you. I love us being all PC covering all our ground, but I wish that she more stood her ground and was like, I wish that I didn't get jumped, you know, she didn't jump down my throat. I wish that we could have just like had a conversation about it. I mean, in that same episode, when I talked about this, I also talked about the whole Garcelle thing with not paying. And I'm just going to refresh you guys quickly. Garcelle, the first black um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member who I love, met her a hundred times. She's great. Um, Kyle, basically who Kyle Richards, white woman has been on the show forever. 
insinuated that Garcelle didn't pay for something. And then Garcelle made it into this whole thing saying as black women, you know, we get called cheap all the time. And again, kind of jumped down her throat. And on my episode at the time I said, you know, this is, again, it's like, we, we can't assume, like, I wouldn't know that. So I just feel right. like it has to be a little more, you know, conversational and like grace on both sides. And the fact that we're even seeing this spill into a franchise like Real Housewives, which is so like frivolous and, you know, everything is in and of itself, you know. Although, I mean, the ratings are way down for New York. So that's the whole argument that like people don't want this on their TVs and that whole thing. I mean, the piecing like, the PC thing, let's be honest, is like, okay, like these conversations are making it into the mainstream. But then as a viewer, when I'm watching, I'm like, I also like want to escape all this stuff right now. And people could turn around and be like, that's your white privilege is that, but it's like, are the ratings speaking? I mean, is it the same for Beverly Hills, David? Do you know? The ratings, I mean, and that's the thing, like I didn't mind this season of Real Housewives of New York like everyone else did, but I mean, the ratings are down and, and the comments are, we literally, I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing, we don't want to see race and politics on TV. This is boring. We're not interested in this conversation. That's not me. That's just a thousand million people and the numbers are down by like 500,000. No, Beverly Hills, because of Erica, is doing just fine. People want to talk about nothing but Erica Jane. Oh, we're going to talk and about that on your we show. Are. It's kind of like, what does that tell you though? Again, it's it's like that question sometimes people ask, which is, does woke make you broke? go broke? I mean, look at the Oscars, you know, same kind of thing. So, and I have to say, like, people slip into my DMs all the time and they're like, so behind closed doors, when I hear things, it's like, yeah, I think people don't want over. to. That's right. But God, they're not going to say that. And that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing. I don't think this is what I'm trying to say because they all it's all from anonymous accounts, but it's a lot. I don't think people are always as offended as they that's say they are. We just love a mob mentality in the world. And when you're canceling someone, yes, it feels so good because you're having a bad day. You're not as rich as them. You may not be as good looking as them. You just want to jump on that like, fuck them and cancel them and really because i don't think morally people are as as unhinged inside <laughs> it's but sad gonna, it it's is it's like sad. high school bullying it really hits a certain way for me i'm like leave you know i poke fun at the hollywood elite and these reality stars all the time but they're human too leave them alone and what you're saying about the ratings is so interesting it's like from the network <laughs> point of view I could see how they're like oh we're gonna get shit from this mob you're talking about if we don't include this stuff but then the ratings are dropping so it's like which is it a do lose, you want? Lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like yeah there are people that deserve to be canceled it's so funny because I have Perez Hilton coming up on my show he's been on like a million times and uh-huh. he has this whole theory I'm not saying I necessarily agree but he has this whole theory if you are a list you can't be canceled that's his theory i mean he he doesn't this isn't paraphrasing he will you will listen on this wednesday he says this so he's like look at mel gibson with the whole like jewish thing i mean i'm jewish like i i, I personally you know. by the way don't get offended by anything uh, uh, you could well, say, i'm the same you could way say against gays jews like I, I personally don't get offended that's just me it's well just i'm the me. same way i'm i'm jewish a woman i'm first uh a first generation American on, on one side. Me. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, that's how take I all the misogynistic hits you want, honey. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? By the way, Perez also says on my show that if you're really hot, you also can't be canceled. That is so 
And funny. Then, that's uh, really something I to came think up about. With an example. I came up with a good example, like Aaron Shock. I don't know if you know him. He's like, no. he's like a Republican. He was like closeted and he was like, he's gay. He's out now, but he was like all, you know, Republican and anti-gay and all this stuff because of like the party. And now he's out. And I mean, he's literally just going Google him. He's like, really? And I'm like, well, you have a point because there's all these liberal guys who say, you know, these guys who are gay. I mean, I'm gay. And I just say they're all liberals and anti-Trump, but yet they still want to fuck Aaron Shaw. Like they would fuck him tonight. So Perez is like, that is such a good example. So that's his example. Like if you're, I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just saying Perez Hilton says on my show, if your A-list are really hot, you can't be canceled. I don't know if that's, I'm just saying that's what his, he's saying. Here's the double whammy. And it kind these, of, if you think about it. it I mean, here's a double sense. whammy of guys who have had, I mean, nothing like concrete, but I guess allegations, but Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt. I just saw Johnny Depp in a commercial last night. And I'm like, cause I hear from one end, gah, 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 Johnny Depp, he did all this, da, 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 right. he should be canceled. But then I'm like, I'm seeing him, you know, looking hot as ever on this commercial. I mean, right. And like, and Mel Gibson is work. I mean, you know, he's still working. Like he's Liam Neeson's another one, right? You get like a minute timeout. So that's what he says. That's a really interesting point because I feel like people make it a left, right thing. Like people will say only conservatives get canceled, right? Like Gina Carano, yada, yada. But now I'm thinking about it. And it's like, wait a minute, that's a really good point. I just think it's like, I mean, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and be like, they're totally racist. I mean, but we're not. I just, I just don't believe in like, and listen, I've had, like, I had Lady Bunny, like she's a really like famous track man, you know, like from New York, she was on liberal as can be. And she's like, you know, this is anti, she's liberal. Let's just put that out there. She's like, this is like, loss of freedom like we are on the verge of having no right. free speech and I, I was shocked that she went this route and I was like I I I, I agree with you so well that's why I'm so passionate about it because I'm like don't tell me what to say or do bitch try again it's like yeah there are really bad people that say really bad things and that need to be examined but like we're lumping too much into right. one category we're lumping too much into one category well that's what I and I make the joke all the time like you made at the beginning which is like okay, where's the double homicide that this person committed that why, why they need to be in prison? I'm sorry. What? It started they had as a tweet from 2009. Like what? Not the same, not the same. Now no. we've, yeah, it's all one thing. It's all one thing. And yeah. So that is a really, I'm going to take that with me. That may be super stardom and hotness. Like I'm trying to think who is the most, super stardom hot like I said the broad pits but is there anyone else I'm trying to think like what could they what offense could they do that would get them canceled I mean and I don't even know save you from everything that's a real I mean here's an example I'm not even saying she's a list a list but she's like I said like Chrissy Teigen I'm not saying she's a list but I'm just saying like she's not really canceled anymore like she's already kind of fine but she was canceled for a hot second i don't know i mean that's not really an example perez is like well that doesn't even matter because she has john legend like just go be canceled right 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 but i don't know it's like who's really canceled like the thing is like these are human beings so unless you kill someone and put them in the ground like their, their life will go on like they will have i mean you don't fall from like making 
$20 million a picture to being like on the street and like destitute, like there will be, a, you'll find something else to do with your life. Like, I mean, it's, do you know what I mean? Like you can't mm-hmm. stop a person. So you can try to take someone down and yeah, they're going to lose endorsement. They're going to lose things, but they're still living at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, a year from then, six months, they have things. Like there's that life goes on for them. So if you're not teaching someone something, it's not a teachable yeah. moment. If they really have hatred in their heart, then what is the point? You're canceled. Here's a slap on the wrist. Just go sit out for six it's minutes. It's just, I feel like I also don't like though the stain on their reputation and that it's ruined. And I want to ask you this too, because I mean, we've established that, you know, this whole thing is sucking the fun out of life and maybe people don't want it. Maybe there's not as much as a mob mentality as we think, like you're saying, with that said though, David, I know we talked about this a little in the beginning. Do you watch what you say on your show because of this? Like how falls to the wall are you? Like, are you afraid of this mob, even if it's a faux mob? Yes. I watch what I say on my show. Not that I have any hatred in my heart or anything, but yeah. I mean, I'm also a lawyer. I don't know if you know this. I used to practice law back in the day. So I do feel that I, I am one of these people that when someone does have a controversy, to me, it's like, it's like, why would you say that? I'm not talking about blatantly racist tweets. Like, you know, there was someone right. from Vanderpump Rules that said, like, I hate Asians. I want to punch them in the suck hole. This is an actual tweet and something. So this is like, he sent it way in the past. So like, that's different. Like, that's okay. Right. We, have an, we have an issue here. Yes. But then when it's like, if something is borderline, not really black sheep, but if something is borderline and now the statement is being questioned in the media, I'm like, well, why would you even say that? I don't think it's so bad, but like I, so I do put myself in everyone else's shoes before I speak or mm-hmm. write up my little descriptions on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and so not often, but every now and then I'll, I'll read something and I'll be like, this could be misconstrued or like, oh. I mean, I'm talking like, I'm so, it's not like I have to, I think it's just because I'm a lawyer. My mind thinks like that. I am always mm-hmm. expecting the worst, like even something like, Hey guys, okay, well, that's not okay. Like, hey guys, I, I know it's crazy, but so I'm very anal just oh, yeah. in terms of like, I'm always, that's just how I think. So I do edit what I say, but I feel like I, I don't want to hear it. Can you believe yeah. we'd be in a world where it's questionable to say, hey guys, like that's, right. and yeah, I want to make this clear. Like I'm an advocate for, you know, joking being politically incorrect but like saying I want to punch a certain group of people in the face like clearly bullying hits a certain way for me guys so I'm not I'm not saying you know like that's what I mean but you know we've gone we've gone cuckoo like you said said that right like how is that tweet the same as someone saying right I don't want to be the black sheep in the family like it's just there's there's a big in between and there are people that are horrible and deserve to be canceled but there's just we're lumping a lot of it in it's too much. Someone it's who, too much. before we wrap, because I talk about her all the time, like my queen of existence, regardless of if I always agree with her or not, 
and you have met her is Rose McGowan. And the reason that I love this bitch is because she is somebody who is about it. Unlike so many celebrities who are wishy-washy, like she doesn't care if she looks insane. She goes against every establishment. She has called out me too. She has called out you know, the government, Newsom, the establishment. I mean, you name it. And she's down there in Mexico drinking a pina colada and is like, I don't give a fuck. Now, from meeting her, David, what is your vantage point? When did you meet her? I have met her many times. Oh. Now, I have to say, yes, like, that's the thing. Like, you look at, like, Rose McGowan's Instagram stories and page, and you're just like, this bitch might never work again. Now, that's a thing. I mean, that's really, the- it's not like the Harvey Weins. It's like she calls out, you know, she's like, well, I don't get it. Like Alyssa Milano, my, my charm co-star, like you were part of Project Runway, which was hosted by like Georgina Chapman, which was funded by, she's like, so don't fucking sit there and say me too, Alyssa, and this is your new cause, you're a fucking fraud. Like this is how she talks. Like you've seen it. She's calling out like, you know, and Alyssa's husband is a huge manager and like, so it's all like a huge age. It's all related. Rose does not give a fuck. But if you listen to her, really, she's just like, let me tell you, this is just the reality of how this works. Kind of like what Nicki Minaj just went through and she had a little breakdown on it. Was, she was like, why I would so I fucking say it. that I like went, was invited to the White House? Like I pulled that out of my ass. So the thing is, these people are speaking the truth or their truth. But Here's the thing about Rose. So when I met Rose the first time, it was for her book, Brave, right after this whole thing happened. And I was like, so like afraid to ask her for a picture. I mean, nothing stops me when I have to, like on my show, when I have to ask you a question, I need to ask. But I was just like, she's kind of anti all of this now. But let me tell you, no, she was so pleasant. Like she understands like- You didn't do anything to me. Like you're not feeding. Cause I thought she was going to be like, you're feeding into the fucking Hollywood machine. And like, this is why, and you want a picture for what, for your fucking selfie. And I, I really thought she was going to be like, there's more to life. than so now she was like, I get it. You loved charmed and you love my work. And like, what did you do to me? Like you didn't create this. Yeah. So she was nice actually. Like she, she gets that part of it of like, I understand why you want this. And you know, it's like, it makes me think that Hollywood is like the most mob mentality of them all because we've seen it happen. I mean, I was living for what went on with Nicki Minaj. I did a whole episode, you know, two episodes I was talking about it, but same thing with Rose McGowan. I was McGowan. like, she's going to keep going. She's going to oh, be the new Rose McGowan. Like she's it, just going to keep, she's keep not going to stop. Right. Just be committed and be about it and don't, you know, bow down. But the problem that bugs me and how Hollywood is the ultimate mob mentality is they then, you know, talk about ruining reputations. Like they then discredit or remove themselves you know, they discredit these people, delegitimize them. You know, Kanye, I always bring up that example, same thing, you know, and kind of like remove themselves like, oh, we're not associated with that person. And that's what really bugs me. It's like Hollywood is like the mean girls click of them all in that way. I have some, I, I hate to mention guests before they air. I have someone coming up in the future who's an actress who was canceled. It's pretty obvious who it is, but Prano? no, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but it's someone who was like canceled. And so like, I mean, listen, you look at like Antonio Sabato Jr. You know the story about Antonio Sabato Jr. who was on, Gen- you know, General Hospital and like he was the Calvin Klein mob. Do you know Antonio? You know I don't know the story. 
But he, so he is just, he, listen, he did nothing racist or anything. He is just very vocal about, he supports Trump. It's like the best president to him. And he literally, I think he's now coming back because he self-funded his own project, but he literally was run out of Hollywood. And I'm not kidding you, has been like digging ditches, like waking up at 4 a.m. and working construction. And, you know, I've always wanted just to get him on my show. I'm just like, this is just an interesting story. Like these are the type of stories I love about like just mm-hmm. fame and all of that. But I mean, like it never happened, but I think now he's like funding his own project. So, I mean, yeah, like if you're not like a brat, I mean, that goes back to Perez's statement. Like, you know, like people think, I think like you're in a hot, you know, if people don't realize like there are a thousand tears to Hollywood people, like, you know, Rose McGowan is not friends with Brad Pitt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are the Brad Pitts and the George Clooney's and the Julia Roberts and like, but a normal person is a working, you know, from interviewing all these people is a working actor. And a lot of them don't have like endless amounts of money. Like, so yes, Brad Pitt is in, you know, he could go and never work again. It'd be fine. Same thing with, but like the average act, you know, person that goes from TV show to TV show to movie, like they're a working actor. Like they could be run out of town. They don't have endless amounts of money. Like, you know what I mean? Like Rose McGowan is even before this is not having cocktails with Julia Roberts on a Friday night, you know? So it's like, there's tears to Hollywood. So I don't know. That's like, sad. Gotta protect that's, the paycheck. that's where it's like, it is the machine and I mean I get why people don't want to speak up I get it like do I think Rose McGowan is blacklisted in Hollywood yes I do that's sad I do I know I know who is gonna work with her who I know makes me sad it really makes me sad it's pathetic because it's supposed to be a place where different I always say this but where different ideas are brought to the table not you know it's this way or the highway so and obviously I feel like my takeaway from this is like, we want, people want that. They want to have more fun than Hollywood's providing clearly. And that's what it's like. You can't say, I mean, like you have to say, at least this is Rose's truth. And like, she basically lost everything to go after this man who did this to her. And yeah. so wouldn't it just be easier not to, you know what I mean? And so. Isn't yeah, that me can. too hypocrisy too? Cause there's some, shouldn't they in theory, like if they're all about it, all about me too, be like giving her the biggest, like pat on the back, raise thrown. But first I feel maybe can. one day if there's some, I, I still feel everyone could come back in Hollywood, but not, not anytime soon. Now, David, my last question for you, cause I have to let you go is yes. You ha- you recently had a former pussycat doll on, and I talked to a former pussycat doll who a couple of years ago, we were talking about my hair extensions that I'm wearing now because one of them was like on her eyebrow. And I'm like, I'm sorry, my hair extension is growing from your forehead. You know, it's fake hair or whatever. And she made a comment like in the pussycat dolls, everything was fake. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So now I talk about these themes on my show a lot, like things being fake, quote unquote, and curated in Hollywood. And like I said, Me with too. this pandemic, yeah, in this pandemic, the, the curtain's been peeled back and people are privy to it more than ever. They're like, everything is, you know, perfectly sculpted fake, if you will, you know, like everything we talked about today. Do you think now that this has been pulled back, especially because of the pandemic, like will Hollywood ever be the same? Or do you think people are always now going to be like, I'm on your bullshit. Like now we know what's, what's, you know, really going on there. I think it's going to be 
the same. And I think that people just, it's kind of like when you're dating someone and you know it's not going well (laughs) and eventually you will break up with them or they will break up with you, but you're just, this person's so hot and you really like them. And like, you just in the back of your head, know, like you're 30 something for you. This isn't going to last for the next like 50 years of your life. You, but yet you just can't walk away. It's like willful, like you just want to pretend. So like, just give me another year, another six, just let me pretend this is so great. I think that people want to believe in all of, let me escape reality and just believe in it. And I think it's going to be all the same. I mean, I think Hollywood doesn't miss a beat. It's like, listen, we had a global pandemic. And in the beginning, I mean, weren't you like, I mean, how are we going to have anything? How is there going to be a morning show? How is there going to be any new TV, movies? Like there will never be something again for like two years. Like production will stop. What are we going to like pull things out from five years ago off the shelves? And yeah, but oh, all of a sudden we have like, Kelly and Ryan, like one of the biggest morning shows, we have a zoom and now we have, mm-hmm. they did not miss a beat. Oh, and let's do this. And let's just take every movie and put it out on Netflix. And you know what they do, Hollywood figures it out. So I feel this won't affect Hollywood like at all. Yep. One word that Hollywood loves money all about money. And you know what? You're right. I mean, maybe at the end of the day, it's like that sort of brooding unattainable bad boy that you need to remove yourself from, but it's like toxic and you keep yourself coming back for more. I mean, that is us with Hollywood looking both of our shows. You just can't. Yeah. Like you just can't get enough. And like, you know, you know, you know? And so like, I like to have the real conversations too, when people come on my show and then it's just like, well, look, I mean, it's not my place, but I have people that will sit there for an hour and I'll be like at the end to myself, I didn't believe one thing that person said, or those were all canned answers, but that's, that's not really for me. I'll, I will push deeper, like to your face. If it's like, I'm shy or scared, that's why people love my show, but mm-hmm. it's not my place to say everything you just said is a fucking lie. But there are people like on Instagram, someone will come mm-hmm. on and be like, uh, I think that person was full of shit. And I'll just say to myself, like, duh, like, ugh bravo like one person realized it but it's just it's not up to me which is why when someone comes on and like when i believe you are a hundred percent authentic you know whether you are or not if i believe it's a real conversation i'm like this is a great episode yeah and it that's something i find myself it whether it be on the red carpet now on zoom no matter where you know in somebody's trailer i would i hate that feeling of in my head being like this is total bullshit and how and when do you call it out? And is it our place? That's a good question. That is a good question. Well, David, I yes. can't wait for part two. Hopefully you don't think I bullshit as you here today. I was actually going to say, David, I better not get a DM from you going, Taylor, edit this out or that out. No, I never, I don't <laughs> think I've ever once asked someone to edit it out. And I've gone off on certain housewives on other podcasts <laughs> and then I'm just like, it is what it is, right? Like it is what it is. But everyone can listen to my show if they want. I always tell people, I'm like, if you hated me here today, you should still listen to my show because it's much different. It's not about me. It really is about the guest. And people who listen are always like, you don't interrupt. I'm like, no, it's not my place to interrupt the guest. I'll go and spill the tea on my Patreon or when I come here. But like when you're face to face, I will push you because we need the answers, but it's not really my place to have my opinion. It's just kind of like their truth. That's really how 
So I'm like, even if I annoyed people here today, they should still listen to my interviews because chances are you'll like somebody on there. I respect it because you, you're you not scared. You ask the hard questions and there is always Patreon, like David said. That's where I let it all, right. That's where I'm like, there's no interviews here, people. Now I'm going to tell you the real truth of what's going on. Yes. Okay. Well. So follow me behind the yes. velvet rope. Follow David behind the velvet rope. And you're going to want to, because like I said, we're going in for part two. It isn't over. It's going to be on David's show. One more time for the road behind the velvet rope david apple spotify anywhere you can find a podcast yes anywhere and no editing out we're going for it we're going Mm -hmm. for it loves being here david it was fun i can't wait for part two and we'll, we'll we'll see you all there see you soon thank you david bye